Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Thank you and welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Now, if you've been following me these past couple of times, I think this is my third actual podcast. I do the audio blog over with Trackstars. And so what I do is I type up an article every week and then I read it and I put it on SoundCloud and they share it. So the reason why I do the podcast is because I can go into a little bit greater detail about things and it's a lot more laid back. And I have the, you know, the nice audio underbed. So hopefully it's a little more comfortable to listen to than the, than the audio blog, but the audio blog is a lot shorter. So if you just want something, you know, straight to the point, you know, short and sweet, That'll probably work well for you. So, you know, just, just let me know what you prefer. Um, if you like this, share it, comment on it, you know, do whatever you can uh, let me know and I'll try to adjust it accordingly to what, you know, which I really tell me you enjoy. So, uh, with all that out of the way, I do want to talk about this week's topic, which is burning bridges. Now, growing up, I used to hear like a lot of relationships that would end on a really bad note. And when that happened, I would always hear people say, you know, well, they burnt that bridge. So they better hope that they don't have to go to them for anything in the future, because if they did, they just ruined that chance. I mean, it's kind of like if you need a babysitter and you just talk crap about the only person who was able to babysit, even if this is like a family member, or, you know, somebody you consider a friend or whatever, you talk bad about them, they're not really going to want to help you. And so it's really good to not, you know, talk, you know, talk crap about other people because it could turn around and bite you in the end. You never know when you're going to need some help from somebody. And I mean, businesses kind of have to take the same approach as well. You don't want to go around and talk a whole bunch of stuff about even your competition. Now, a lot of times competition would talk bad about their competitors whenever they actually feel inferior. I mean, this happens a lot. You can see it on TV. Like a lot of companies really, really, really go hard at Verizon Wireless, for example. Now, lately I saw a commercial on Sprint and apparently they had got the guy who used to work for Verizon. And you probably remember him. He used to walk around, you see him on TV. He'd be in the mountains, in the safari, wherever. And he would always have a phone on and he would say, do you hear me now? Good. And so it was showing that he got reception pretty much anywhere in the world. So they got this guy, uh, they signed him up. I guess they got him a contract or whatever. And so now he's doing a commercial and he's telling everybody, look, I'm with Sprint now because it's half the price for almost the same quality. I think they said like there was a percentage difference in the coverage area or whatever. And I was thinking, you know, back in the day, it was like, I don't know, maybe 10 years, 10 years ago, I think that Verizon actually bought out Autel. Uh, you might remember Autel. There were, um, there were a cell phone carrier and that's actually who I actually had my first phone through was Autel until Verizon bought them out. And so if you think about if Autel had taken the same approach, when Verizon bought them out, Verizon could have really hit them hard and just fired everybody they had there. Now, I don't know exactly what they did, but with all the stores they just transitioned over, 
I'm assuming they would have kept a lot of the salespeople. They probably would have kept, you know, some of the marketing team, transitioned them over into the Verizon company. But when you really, really talk bad about somebody, if something like that happens, then it can end up bad. You could lose your job. All your team members could be hurt negatively about it. But not even just that, though. Not even just an acquisition or a merger or anything like that. But a lot of times competitors actually can work together to make some progress. And so you think about specialization. You know, if you have two companies that are, you know, competitors or whatever, and they specialize in certain things, it can actually help both of them save time and money instead of just talking bad about the other company. Now, for that, here's one example. If you had two different mechanics, two different car shops, two different mechanics, and maybe one had the ability to work on mufflers to replace intakes or whatever. You know, it takes welding and that kind of stuff. Maybe one car garage can do that. And then the other one might do things like wheel alignments. Well, they can actually use each other to bounce each other off of. One can send their customers to the other for this certain thing. Now, they are competitors because they're both in the car garage market and they probably have the same services like changing oil, changing tires, tire replacement, a lot of the stuff they might both do. But because the other specializes in an area that they might not specifically do, because they don't have the ability to do that, add it to their shop or whatever, then they can send them over to the other place. And there, there's other examples of this. That's just one example. But the point I'm trying to make is whenever you're, you're in business, you don't want to always look at your, your competitor as an enemy. Because a lot of times your competitors can actually help you out in a lot of ways. Now, here's another example. Two of the biggest competitors we've probably seen in this time is Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Now, whenever you think a tablet, most people probably think of iPads. At least I do, because I have one. But actually, Bill Gates created the first tablet. Now, what Steve Jobs did was he took this and he built upon it and created one of the most popular tablets in existence today which is the iPad. I mean, the iPad itself probably sells more than any other tablet of a single maker, of a single manufacturer company, because you have so many out there now. But because iPad is very consistent and Apple is very consistent in their products because they've learned how to, to maximize the usage of it and they're able to do it just in a very quick and effective and user-friendly way. And if it wasn't for Bill Gates coming out with that tablet first, with the idea of a tablet first, then Apple may have never actually created the iPad or it may have just taken longer. And so I like to think of this as an example of, well, an example of this that I remember growing up is there was a game and sometimes you still see it in some like team building exercises with kids or whatever. But you have two kids sitting on the ground back to back and their feet are out in front of them. Well, they have to push against the person behind them while they're trying to stand up and both people stand up at the same time. Now you have this pressure that has to exist in order for you to stand up properly. They have to push against you. You have to push against them. 
I feel like in business, this can actually be the same. You have two companies that are pushing against each other, not in like a pushing shoving kind of way, but there's always that pressure to perform and do better. So you're thinking of ways to improve. You're thinking of ways to, to just grow, be more effective and efficient. And if you're a technology company, you're thinking of ways to be innovative with new things that you can do with new abilities of your technological things. When you do this, it's better for everybody. It's better for you as a company. It's better for you, for your customers. It's better for the industry. I mean, it's just better for everybody. And not just that, but I mean, just to kind of go just a little bit deeper, I'm not going to stay here long, but capitalism is built on competition. If you just have one company that's dominating the market and they're the only people in there, you're looking at a monopoly. Monopolies are not good for anybody. I mean, if you ever played Monopoly, you would know the person that wins at the end, nobody liked. <laughs> but I don't want to stay there long because that's a whole nother discussion and topic. But when you look at it, competition's good. And a lot of times whenever we look at them as enemies, we start talking bad about them or become real negative and we can actually burn some bridges that don't need to be burned because later on in the future, there could be something that you could actually gain from them, receive from them, and you could possibly ruin it by talking negative about them. So that's it for this week. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. If you will, go ahead and like it, share it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Jason Bordeaux one. The, um, the name is in the title of the actual podcast. So you can click on that and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And this is part of the Kings, uh, sorry, the, <laughs> the Solomon's porch podcast series. So go ahead and go to SoundCloud and look up Solomon's porch podcast, subscribe to that. We have a whole lot of things that are coming for you on that. And um, go ahead and leave us some feedback. Tell us what you think. And I appreciate your time and your ears. God bless.